In Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, Al Pacino's Jimmy Hoffa is constantly hounded by Bobby Kennedy and his legal team, who wanted Hoffa in prison for his links to organised crime. Kennedy literally formed a group known as the Get Hoffa Squad, driven to find whatever methods they could of landing Hoffa in jail. Naturally then, Hoffa wasn't exactly Bobby Kennedy's number one fan. He despised Kennedy and his brother John F. Kennedy, who was the president at the time. And it wasn't just because the Kennedys had a vendetta against him. Hoffa saw the brothers as sons of millionaires who hadn't worked an honest day in their lives. And Hoffa and the mafia, with whom Hoffa worked closely with, were furious that the Kennedys had declared war on organised crime and were coming after the mob. They saw this as direct betrayal, seeing as though it was with the help of the mafia that JFK got elected in the first place. But that's a story for another day. As those who have seen The Irishman will know, Hoffa spared no tears when he learned of JFK's assassination. In fact, he goes as far as to insult the President of the United States by saying to reporters that he will have to check his schedule to see whether he can make it to JFK's funeral, and then delivered a brutal line, gloating that Bobby Kennedy is just another lawyer now. On November the 22nd, 1963, Throughout Washington, the American flag was put to half-staff as news of JFK's death spread. Staff was sent home from work, and the entire country was in mourning. However, Teamsters President Jimmy Hoffa was having none of it. As shown in the film, when he sees that the flag at his office is at half-staff, he rushes back into the building and up to the roof, and makes sure the American flag is flying high. Now this event... However minor, and whether you see it as a humorous moment or a horrible lack of respect for the dead, could be an event that started a domino effect that led, ironically, all the way to the death of Hoffa himself. In the book The Irishman is based off, Charles Brandt's I Heard You Paint Houses, Sheeran recalls that when Harold Gibbons, international vice president, lowered the flag, closed the office and sent everyone home, Hoffa was beside himself with rage. Sheeran says Hoffa never forgave Gibbons for this incident, in spite of the fact that Gibbons was a Hoffa man through and through, dedicated and loyal to the cause. The flag incident had scarred his reputation in Hoffa's eyes. Sheeran remembers telling Hoffa, what was he going to do? All the buildings were at half-staff, but Hoffa did not listen to him. Sheeran says that there was no more dedicated or finer union man than Harold Gibbons, and when the time came to choosing the man who would run the union when Hoffa was sent to jail, it was he who Sheeran recommended to the Teamsters president. As shown in The Irishman, Sheeran, both in the movie and in real life, did not have a high opinion of Frank Fitzsimmons, the man who Hoffa would actually put in charge while he was away. Sheeran thought him to be weak, lacking in sharpness and a pushover. He did not trust the man, and as history showed us, with good reason. When Fitzsimmons was put in charge of the union, slowly but surely he stopped attending his meetings with Hoffa in prison where he would receive his instructions for running the union. He would also sack Teamsters members who were loyal to Hoffa and replace them with his own men. He even sacked Hoffa's wife from her post and put himself in a position of power and eventually ran against Hoffa when the Teamsters president was released from jail. Hoffa never saw Fitzsimmons' betrayal coming. In fact, he actually thought having someone not so clever and ambitious would be exactly what he needed while he was in prison. Much to his horror, however, Fitzsimmons spent most of his time on the golf course with prestigious individuals, collecting a full-time salary whilst he did so. 
He also gave the Mafia free access to the team's pension fund. When Hoffa was in charge, the mob would have access to the fund but on Hoffa's terms. He would dictate what projects would go ahead and how much he would loan. When Fritz Simmons was in charge, the Mafia found that they could easily get money from the Teamsters as Fitz was a pushover. As shown in the film, when Hoffa is released from prison, he must acquire endorsement from his nemesis, Anthony Provenzano, a powerful Teamsters leader who has sided with Fritz Simmons. It doesn't go particularly well, and one of the reasons why he has to do this in the first place was that, as part of the pardon that Hoffa received from the new president, Nixon, which Frank Fritz Simmons must have been in on, Hoffa was not allowed to take part in union activities for several years after his release. This is something not even mentioned in the Irishman movie. Hoffa was not allowed to take part in union activities for several years after his release. Hoffa saw this as a clear attempt from Fitzsimmons and his crew to take away the union from him, and he began making threats and promises to national television and newspapers, declaring openly that Fitzsimmons is doing deals with the mafia, and that when he is back in office, he will recall the loans that have been given out. Naturally, this turns the heads of mobsters such as Russell Buffalino and Fat Tony Salerno. Whether Hoffa was bluffing in his threats to expose the Teamsters' connections to the mob or not, either way, dealing with the Teamsters for the mob with Fitzsimmons in charge was much easier than when Hoffa was at the top, and after unsuccessful attempts to get Hoffa to step down, eventually the mob makes the decision to kill Jimmy Hoffa. There's a long line of decisions and events that lead up to the murder of Hoffa, but one can argue that it all started with his appointment of Fritz Simmons as the man in charge while he was put away in prison. Had Hoffa swallowed his ego and forgave Gibbons for what, in most people's opinion, wasn't even a bad thing to do, but rather a show of respect to the country's dead president, perhaps things would have turned out differently. Had he taken Frank Sheeran's advice and put Gibbons in the top seat, had he just let it go that Gibbons had lowered the flag, it may have been that he would have followed Hoffa's orders without question, as suggested by his track record, and perhaps the Mafia would not have increased their grip on the Teamsters' pension fund, and Hoffa would not have faced opposition to his presidency when he was released, and thus he would not have made the threats he made, which gave the mob a reason to kill him. In real life, when Hoffa was being sent to jail and discussions were taking place on who should replace him, and Sheeran told Hoffa to pick Gibbons, Despite it being several years after Gibbons put the American flag at half-staff, Hoffa's reply to Sheeran was, Fuck him. Thanks for watching.